Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. This is Abdul Nasser Jengda, and you're listening to the Qalam Podcast. The Qalam Podcast has become an important part of people's lives all around the world. There are millions of people benefiting from the podcast every single day. Thousands of hours of content, dozens of different series from all the different teachers and scholars here at Qalam. All of this is delivered to the community free of charge. We are excited and actively working to grow and increase our efforts to deliver more and more benefit to the community. We ask you to support our efforts and become part of the Qalam family. Please go to qalamfamily.com and sign up to contribute to this Sadaqa Jariyah on a monthly basis. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept from all of us Jazakumullahu khairan wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Bismillah walhamdulillah wa salatu wassalam ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wa ala. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wa salatu wassalam ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina wa maulana Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Allahumma inna nas'aluka hubbak wa hubba man yuhibbuk. Ya Allah, we ask you for your love. We ask you for the actions that will gain your love. Ya Allah, we ask you for the love of those people that you love. Ya Allah, we ask you to make this a gathering by which we uh, remember our meeting with you. And that becomes a means of motivation for us to, to do that which pleases you. Um, so before we get started, I just want to share something with y'all. So um, I was up in... Uh, uh, Chicago this weekend, and um, um, I met someone who's following the class with us. And um, as a sister, I was at their house. Where I know her husband really well, and we were eating. And I was like, "Yeah, I know the class is really heavy." And she said something deep, and I and I want to share it with y'all. Um, she said that, uh, you know, when you know what's there, you know what you're working for, and so you're motivated more to go after it. And when you know what's there on the negative side that becomes a strong deterrent, right? And so like SubhanAllah, I was reflecting last week and last week was heavy because last week we talked about three things basically. We talked about the moment where everyone is standing and you are called forward. So Mikael, son of Mikael, come forward. And at that moment, all of the creation is looking at you. And at that moment where all of the creation is looking at you, the angels now grab you and bring you forward, right? And it's, this is a, scare, it's a, it's a, a serious moment. Right. So you're brought forward. And this is the arad, right? This is the, the presentation. Uh, Umar ibn Khattab, he said, he, he used to say this statement. Hasibu anfusakum qabla antu hasibu. Take yourself to account before you're taken to account. Wazinu bil ard. And beautify yourself for that day where you're standing up in front of everybody. And the only way that we can really beautify ourselves for that day is to, 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 to just have those righteous deeds with us, have a record of righteous deeds so that when we, stay up, when we stand up, everybody's like, yo, I wish I was that homie right there. I wish I was him because of all the righteous deeds that that, that person has. So th this sister, she was just saying that knowing that moment, knowing the honor of that person, it like gave me something. And I think that, and that truly inspired me when I heard her say that because that's what we're doing here. All of us have two questions from the moment we're born. Where do we come from and where are we going? 
And this is that deep question of where we're going, where we're headed. And the most beautiful thing is that the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he has laid it out so beautifully that he left no stone unturned when it comes to what's coming before us on this journey. And so we're going to continue on this journey. What we did last week was Al-Arad. Al-Arad means the day you stand up in front of everyone. And I think there was a few things that were misunderstood, so I'm going to kind of go over a few things. The first thing is that the general rule for the hisab, hisab means reckoning, hisab means accounting, it means everything you did, we're looking at moment by moment by moment by moment. One scholar, he said, tu'radul hayat sa'atan sa'atan, like your life will be watched by everyone, big screen, sa'atan sa'atan, moment by moment by moment by moment by moment. So the general rule, because there was a hadith I shared, and I think we, we missed it. The general rule is that this is public. Nothing's hidden anymore. This is for everybody to see. Everyone saw, is going to see what you did last week, what you did last month, what you did last year. All of, all of that is there. But there will be some people, and we read this hadith, it was the most beautiful hadith that we read last week, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls this person forward, and when that person comes close, ready for his or her whole life to be on display before everyone, all of a sudden Allah says, hold up. He drops the curtain and says, I got to speak to you privately. So everybody's like, what's up with my man? How come he gets a private session? But he gets a private session. And in that session, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, do you remember this sin? Do you remember this sin? Do you remember this something? We always talk about Tawbah, like asking Allah for forgiveness. And the question is, a sister asked me this after last week's halakha. So I really wanted to share it with everyone. She asked me, am I going to still see the sins that I did Tawbah for? And I misunderstood. The Prophet ﷺ in one narration, he said that you have two angels, Kiram and Katibin. Kiram on the right side, Katibin on the left side. And whenever you do a sin, Katibin, that's his name. That's like his role, like officer, whatever, right? He goes to write that down. But Kiram is in charge. So Kiram says, no, hold up and see if this person does Toba later on today. If they do Toba, you can't even write that. So what I, I think what we need to understand is that true tawbah, true repentance wipes these things away. Now, many of us are like, oh, I'm chilling, yo, no, yo, hold up. How many things don't you do tawbah for? How many things don't you even think about doing tawbah? You forgot about half of the sins you did last week, yo. You forgot about half the sins you did last week. So tawbah clears it all up. But that doesn't mean that there's not going to be anything left because we're sleeping on a lot. And this why, this is why we understand when the Prophet ﷺ, he said, I seek forgiveness 60 times in one gathering. That means like we're chilling right now until Maghrib, right? In this gathering, the Prophet ﷺ says, I would have sought forgiveness 60 times in this gathering. Like, y'all Allah, forgive me, please. Y'all Allah, forgive me. And we're kind of like, why? It's so that when he comes on the day of judgment for Hisab, it's all gone. So then we talked about Hisab. Now, hisab, I want us to understand there's three levels of hisab. There are some people, may Allah make us amongst them, ameen, who the Prophet ﷺ said they will enter Jannah with no hisab at all. Like, that's it. You go straight. You, there is no hisab for you, no protocol for you, no, no process. You go straight through. You go straight through. Then the Prophet ﷺ, he said, and I talked about this, but I want to make sure everyone understood he said, but everyone else has to go through this presentation before God of their life and what they went through. Then 
the verse in the Quran says, Hisab uh, and uh, Yasira. So Aisha was like, wait, what's Hisab and Yasira? And the Prophet said, no, the person who gets Hisab Yasira, an easy reckoning, is someone who Allah just, pro just they come, they, they come before Allah. Did you do these actions? Yes, I did. And they go forward. This is Hisab Yasira. The Prophet used to teach us, make dua that Allah give you an easy reckoning. What that means is it's just glossed over, just glossed over. And then the third type of reckoning, this is the one where every moment of the life is analyzed. Every single moment of the life is looked at. And um, it's scary. The Prophet I'm going to share this one hadith and we'll move to the next stage. The Prophet he said the first person from this ummah, the first person to be judged, hisab is judgment, all right? The first person to be judged will be three people. The scholar of the deen or the reciter of Quran, the one who fought in the path of Allah and died. And number three, who's the third one? The one that was a philanthropist. A lot of money, but gave it all in sadaqah. The Prophet he said that this person will be brought on Yom Al-Qiyamah and Allah will say, yo, what did you do with your life? And the person will be like, oh, I was a scholar. I learned this religion and I taught it to people and I studied it and I passed it on and I wrote books on emotional intelligence and all this great stuff. Allah protect us. And Allah will say, well, why did you do it? Well, I did it for you, Ya Allah. And Allah will say, Kadabta, you're a liar. You did it so that people could say, Sheikh such and such, Sheikh such and such, Ustad, Ustada. That's why you truly did it and you got what you wanted out of it. So why are you looking at me for reward? Now move on to the next station. Move on to the next station. The same will be said about the martyr and the same will be said about the person who uh, gave a lot of money in charity. Why'd you do it? Oh, I wanted to build the community. I wanted to build a masjid. No, you didn't. So here's the deal. How do we check ourselves? Umar ibn Khattab already taught us. Ask yourself every day, what am I doing and why am I doing it? Every day, ask yourself, what am I doing? That's just to check sins. But then the why is to check the good deeds. You feel me? So every single day, that's how we check ourselves. And if you check yourself now, you'll be good. You'll be good. Now, Shaytan has a trick. Shaytan knows this halakha right here, right? That Shaytan that is with every one of us, he's like, I got her, yo. I got her. You know what he says? You're about to do something. And he goes, yo, you don't got a class. Don't do it. And, and in your mind, you're like, yeah, that's smart. Yeah, yeah, let's not do that, right? You, was about, you were in the masjid, you were about to pick up the Quran, about to read. Shaitan said, yo, yo, you showing off. You're like, yup, put the Quran down. Let me scroll now. I could do this with sincerity. <laughs> nah. This is a huge trick. One, a person came up to Salman al-Farsi or another companion, and they said, you know, I don't want to memorize the Quran. And he's like, why? He's like, oh, you know the hadith, the one who memorizes and forgets it, they get a big punishment. And he's like, Shaitan's already got you. Do whatever you're going to do and fight your intentions. Don't ever let this talk stop you from righteous deeds because that's what Shaitan wants from you. What you do is you do it anyway. You do it anyway. Shaitan's like, your intention sucks. You're like, yup, I'm still doing it. And guess what? I'm going to fight my intention. I'm going to fight to change it. I just wanted to say that because sometimes when we hear, then Shaitan's just like, yo, stop. Just chill. No, don't ever do that. Keep striving for that righteous deed. Okay, so we talked about um, standing before God. We talked about Hisab, which is, standing there, right? And we talked about how this is a day of argument. The, uh, the Quran says, in, Crazy verse. 
You will be standing before Allah arguing, arguing, arguing. Some people when they stand there, they're arguing against what's going on. See, the way we need to understand hisab, hisab is where we're just checking what is, is what's in the book accurate. I want all y'all to memorize, this is super important. What's the objective of hisab? The objective is to make sure that everything you did is actually in that, in that book. So Allah calls you forward and he says, Iqra' kitabak, read your book. Read every line of it. Is there anything in there that is, is, is incorrect? And I told you someone, the Prophet taught us, someone will think they're smart and they're gonna say, I don't know who wrote this. I don't know who wrote this, so I don't accept any of this. And then the Prophet said, okay, God will get, I knew you were coming. So today what happens is your mouth is sealed and now your limbs begin to talk about what you do, what you do. Now your limbs begin to talk, limbs begin to talk about what you did. And now this person is arguing with themselves, why is my body uh, putting us, and I read a hadith, it was crazy because the soul says to the body, I did these things for you. I did them to please you. And he says, no, I, I don't know why you did it, but I have to speak because Allah made us speak. All right, so there's another question I, a lot of us might have. In the grave, didn't we already know whether we were going to be good or bad? And when we were resurrected, didn't we already kind of know whether we were good or bad? Were any of you thinking like, wait, I already know I'm good. So check this. This is how I think about it. Look. There are certain people, you'll understand it from both perspectives. There are certain people that they know they're doomed to hellfire. May Allah protect us. But Allah brings them up in front of everyone. Why? To humiliate. To bring it home. So like, you're the one that said such and such. Is it true? Is it true now? And in front of everyone, they're humiliated. But likewise, what about those who did good? Today is the day of honor for them. So it's like you know where you're going or you feel you know where you're going. But now Allah wants to honor this person. But there's another way to look at this as well. Yo, you ever, you ever apply for a job, right? I ain't applied for that many jobs before, but you know, y'all could tell me if this is true. You ever apply for the job and you got an inside man that's like, yo, you got it. But you still got to jump through all the hoops. You know what I'm saying? You got to sign. You got to do this, Right. And then you got to meet this person. Becky's interviewing you like, uh, Abdullah, what's up? And you're like, I thought I just got this gig. Like, why do I got to meet this person? I know your boss, dude. You know what I mean? No, for real. You know what I'm saying? So you go through these stages. Then you got to go take the drug test, right? You got to do all these things, right? On the way, you got to go through all these stages to get the job that your, your man told you you already got. Here's the thing you got to understand. Each one of these moments is a processing point of the day of judgment to get to Jannah. And, 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 and the thing is, because it's such a critical thing, regardless, your lawyer comes up to you and like, yo, yo, Haytham, we good in court. The ticket is gonna be wiped away. The moment you stand up in court, you shaking, yo. The judge is like, I told you we good. You're like, uh, your honor, uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? You're, because of the, the intensity of the moment. So just because we've been given that foreshadowing of we're gonna be okay, it's still a critical moment as we go to each of these stages. All right, now we gotta move forward. We're moving on to the next thing. The next stage, everyone has their book. Everyone has their book, their right hand or their left hand. They already have been confirmed. These are the deeds you did in your life. You've read through the book. 
you've been honored, you've been, you've been dripped out or not. Everyone looks at you, they see your position, and, everyone, and you've shown people your book. You're like, yo, I made it, I made it, I made it. But now it gets serious. Check this out. Now it gets serious. The Prophet Sallallahu says, but now you have to go to the Mizan. After Hisab, the reckoning is the scales of justice. What are the scales of justice? Our actions, the books of our actions, and even some hadith say we ourselves would be weighed on the, yom, on the day of judgment. And what this means is now your sins are being weighed against your, your, your good deeds. And whichever one tips the scale, that's the direction that you go to. That's the direction that you're headed to. And there are so many verses that talk about uh, 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 like whoever's scale is heavy. Now, this is interesting. I want you to think about this. This person is heading over to the scale. And the Quran tells us that the most important thing is not how many good deeds you have, but how heavy they are. Not the quantitative, the qualitative value. What is the primary thing that makes a deed heavier or lighter? Sincerity. Sincerity. The prophet taught us of a woman who lived her whole life as a prostitute. And one day she saw a dog that was thirsty. She took her shoe off. She went down in, a, in, the, in the well. For this thirsty dog, she felt mercy for this dog. That's why we can't judge nobody, yo. Don't judge no one. You don't know people. You don't know what they do at night. You don't know what they do in the morning. You don't know people with, behind closed doors who they are with Allah. She goes down into this well. She fills up the, her shoe, but she has to climb up, so she holds it in her mouth. And she brings it up, and she gives the water to the, to the, to the dog. And Allah says, I don't care what you did in your life. You did that with such sincerity. This one deed outweighs everything. It was there. It was there on Day of Judgment. She got her book, and the book was like, oh, no, this is a lot of bad deeds. But when she went to the scale, the scale is about qualitative value, not quantitative. So when that one action was placed against her whole life, that's why Imam Ghazali, he says this. The whole purpose of the religion is to get ikhlas. What is ikhlas? What is ikhlas? Sincerity. Look, all we're trying is, Imam Ghazali says, if you get one moment of ikhlas in your entire life, that is enough to get you to Jannah. One moment where you do a deed solely for the sake of Allah. Nobody's looking. One. It will outweigh everything else, just like this woman who uh, gave water to, a, uh, to the dog, despite what she was doing in her, in her life. So we're headed over. We're headed over to the scales. But the next thing happens, guys, and this is what the rest of today's halakha is going to be about. In life, there's a lot of injustice. All of us struggle with seeing injustice in the world. I mean, we look at Philistine. We look at Muslims in China. We look at just, just small injustices, and we struggle. Why does God allow this? Why does God allow this? Well, right now is where it's going to all make sense, right at this moment. As a person goes to the scale... And this person's deeds are about to be weighed. The angels will stop this person. And in front of all of the creation, 
the announcement will be made. Is there anyone that has a right that this person owes them? Is there anyone that some wrong has been done by this person to them? The Quran says, This is the moment. At this moment, every person that know, I, I read a narration, subhanAllah, Imam Qatada, he says, Qatada says there is nothing scarier on the day of judgment than to see someone you know from this world. Because you will fear that there was something, I maybe just walking in the door, I didn't hold the door and it just closed on you. I just saw you for a moment. Maybe, I, I, so Qatada says the scariest thing on the day of judgment is you see somebody you know. Guys, these are, we're talking about people who I just bumped into. We were on the train, I bumped into you. Oh, I didn't say I'm sorry because I was somewhere else. That person sees me on the day of judgment and this is the day where it counts. And the Prophet وسلم, in, in the narration, he said that Everything has to be made fair on this day. No injustice is left. So every single person that has any type of claim is going to come forward and, and say, yo, you got you to gotta pay up. You got to pay up. And if you think we're going to be merciful, the Quran already said, you will run from, your brother who you grew up with. Well, they fight so much when they're kids, but I guess when you grow up, you're tight, right? So anyways, you're tight with your brother. But yo, yo, remember that time you didn't pay me back? Remember that five bucks? No, for real, guys. Remember that five bucks? My mom, my dad, my wifey, running away from her. Why? Because something I did wrong. And the narration is so powerful. It says, I read this narration. It was so powerful that as the person, is, these are being weighed. First of all, people are coming to you to get their, to redress their wrongs. And I'm going to read through some narration right now, but I, I want to set this up. Like, you're standing there, and now the announcement has been made. Does anyone in this room know Mikael? Everybody's like, yeah, I know him. I know him. All right, is there anyone in this room that has anything he's done wrong to you that you need to be paid back for? Your cousin, neighbors. Think about these people we interact with. These small things, our people are coming like, yo, today's the day I'm getting paid back for the wrongs you've done to me. And, and this is the day where there's none, not going to be any mercy for one another. The Prophet Sallallahu he said, and this is how important this is. We got to clear things up with people, man. We're going to talk about this. The Prophet Sallallahu in a sound, a narration, he says, This is narrated by Ibn, uh, Ibn Kathir. On the day of judgment, there's three types of scrolls. There's three, the deeds that Allah will never forgive. One type of register, a group of actions. And this is each person has. The second type are the sins that Allah doesn't even, uh, the, uh, the actions Allah doesn't care about. And the third are the ones that God can never let go of. The first one is shirk. 
Allah will never forgive it. Number two, which Allah doesn't, subhanAllah, don't take it lightly, but in contrast, it's, it's, it is light. The ones that Allah doesn't care about are the ones between you and him. He'll forgive those. You know, we, we, do, we fast on a certain, go for Hajar Umrah, sins of a, sit after Fajr until Ishraq, sins forgiven. Allah doesn't care about those. He doesn't care. But there's one more set of, of actions that Allah cannot let go. Because to justice, today is the day where everything is made even. And that is the things between you and another person that's sitting right next to you, maybe. You and a person that's sitting right next to you. Let me read this hadith. Yo, listen. You just... Let me read this narration. إِنَّهُ لَيَأْتِ الْعَبْدِ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ Indeed a person, this is a hadith in Ibn Kathir, narrated by Ibn Kathir, that, of the Prophet ﷺ. Indeed a servant, one of us in this room will come on يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ And this person, excuse me, my bad. Sorry to ruin the moment like that. Um, and this person will come on Yom Al-Qiyamah and this person is, is so happy at the good deeds that they did. Because remember what just happened? What just happened? I got my book. I'm like, yo, I made it, guys. I made it. I passed. I passed. I just got to go like, I just got to go weigh these joints, but I'm good. I'm good. I just got to go weigh my deeds. I'm good, though. So now as the person is going to weigh, hold up. I need to weigh my deeds. No, hold up, hold up. I know you need to weigh your deeds, but there's a protocol here. Excuse me, one second. Um, whoever knows Mikael, this person's good deeds have made them so happy. I'm so happy. I'm good. But then a person walks up. A person walks up and goes, Ya Allah, ظلمني هذا. This person, he, he did something to me. This person did something to me. There's no more money, y'all. What do we have to exchange at this point? There's one currency right now. Good deeds. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, oh, what? He did wrong to you? Let's verify it. Go back in the film. Here's the moment in time. Here's the words that were said. Yeah, you sure did. You did wrong to this person. Now what happens? Here are some equivalent to the action. Here are some of his good deeds. There you go. Go on now. Go on now. Okay, that's one head. How long do we live in life? How many people do we interact with? Think about. So then the hadith goes, So Allah takes the good deed and places it on the scale of the one who asked for it. There you go. That's yours. No injustice today. You can't say Allah is unjust. This is the moment where all justice is seen. This continually happens. This continually happens. Unfortunately, this continues to happen until guess what? Slowly but surely, guess what you, you have no more of? No more good deeds there. I was stacked, yo. I was good. I had so much. I had so much. All those days of fasting, all those days of this and all those days of that. Lowering my gaze, this and that, fighting my nafs. But because of the hukuk al-ibad, and we are sleeping on this as a community, in your families. 
we are sleeping. We forget that Allah will be there on Yom Al-Qiyamah. And, and I don't care how you feel, but justice is going to come out on that day. It's not worth it. Let me explain to you. A man came to the Prophet because they realized this. And, and, and this is the, there's slavery at the time of the Prophet so you have to understand it in the context of that time, okay? So this man comes up to the Prophet and he goes, Ya Rasulullah, I have a slave. And this guy, he lies to me. He, he cheats me. He, like, he does all this stuff. And sometimes I get angry. I yell at him. I discipline him. So then what, what's up with me? The Prophet said, on the day of judgment, y'all will be sat next to each other and every incident will be looked at. And every time he did wrong and every way you paid back will be measured. And whoever comes out on top, that's who comes out on top. The man said, what? Oh, he's free. I'm done. I'm done. It ain't worth it. I'm done. I don't even want, yo, yo, you free, bro. I had teachers that say, treat every person. This may sound wrong, but if you treat it in the context, it's beautiful. Treat every person like a bank account that you want to be in positive with. Every human being you interact with, I don't want to leave a gathering. That's why when the scholars, you give them a gift, they be like, hold up, yo. Here you go. Here you go. No, shake. that's for you. No, no, okay, that's for me. I need something for me, for real, for real. On day of judgment, I need something for me. I can't have you coming with all these stacked up deeds against me. And I did one thing wrong against you, and now, like, so let me pay you back real quick. I need to be in plus with you so that I can never even fear getting in negative with you. So, so this, this hadith is heavy. Okay, but guess what? There's no more good deeds. Now, all of a sudden, someone comes. There's still a line. There's still a line of people, but you don't have any deeds left. You were just so happy. You were just so happy a minute ago. But it just starts taking away. Now you have no good deeds and there's a line there. And so the Prophet Sallallahu says the next person comes. If the case is put forward, the case is established, he's correct. There is wrong that was done here. So at that moment, what happens? Well, he doesn't have any good deeds. So there's only one thing we can really do. Take some of this dude's bad deeds. I didn't do that. Well, there's only one way to pay back someone today. The Prophet said him, he used the word bankrupt. He said, do you know who the true bankrupt person is? The person that will come on Yawm Al-Qiyamah with mountains of fasting, salah, zikr, Quran, all of this. But guess what? You cursed at this person. You backbit this person. You, you wronged this person. You did this. You said this about this person. So guess what? All of the deeds are end up being gone before you know it. Guys, this is heavy. Heavy. It gives a whole new meaning to the day of judgment. Yes, people wrong you. You know, I, I got friends, man, like, you know, out of, they be throwing up lot in the quick, yo. Allah, Allah, I know. I'm like, yo, chill. <laughs> chill. If you know what it's like on Yom Al-Qiyamah, you won't, they say if you knew what hell was like, you wouldn't want it for your enemy. You wouldn't want it for your worst enemy. We have to start forgiving. And listen, so here's the deal. If it's not worth it. Petty stuff, y'all. Small things. Reach out to the person. Reach out. Yo, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Forgive me. What's up with you? Why are you calling me all of a sudden? I, I, yo, I'm just, I'm sorry, man. I can't have this on my heart anymore. Forgive me. Now, they say if the person doesn't forgive you, first of all, 
if it's something that you can still pay back, you can't ask for forgiveness. If you owe me 50 bucks, you'd be like, forgive me. I'm like, yeah, pay me. Yes, pay. In the case that you pass, okay, I will maybe talk to your cousins. But um, <laughs> no, all jokes aside, if there's a tangible, you got to give it back, y'all. But if it's something like someone's honor, someone's name, backbiting, you have to beg forgiveness. Please, I'm sorry. And the scholars say, what if the person is gone? Like, I, like it was a person in the airport. We were just chilling. I saw somebody, and I was like, yo, look at homie. I ain't never going to see that person again. But that's backbiting right there. That person will see me again, yo, al-Qiyamah, when he's looking at my tape. He's like, oh, that's me he's making fun of. Ya Allah, I, he owes me something. Imagine how many people, yo, as I'm reading this, I'm thinking, imagine how many people will be standing in line for me and you, y'all. A lot of people. So start reaching out. Start those who you know. And here's what you do if you don't know. The scholars, they say, just make dua and ask Allah to bless that person. You, the person's gone. I'm never going to see them again. Just make dua every day. Ya Allah, forgive them, forgive them, forgive them. The Prophet said, inshallah, all that dua will compensate for the wrong that you did for them. So there is a way out. It's never, there's never no way out. There's always a way out. So this is the narration. The person will look. Now all of a sudden they have all of these bad deeds. This is the day where people run from one another. And the, the Imam Qurtubi, he says, everyone, Noah will run from his son. Lot will run from his wife. Ibrahim will run from his father. Why? Because nobody, nobody, nobody wants to see someone they know. Because they know if I see this person that I know, that this person is going to ask me for something. I want to put us there. And I'm going to read this narration to you in first person so we can see ourselves in this moment. Okay. Uh, remember, the objective here is for us to, uh, to see uh, ourselves in that moment because uh, uh, this is what truly makes the akhirah real for us. Imam Qurtubi, he says, he says, in mitta, if you die, before you have returned the wrongs or redressed the wrongs, khasma'uhu, you will be surrounded on the day of judgment by all of these people. Fahada This person is grabbing you by their by your hand. Wahada This person is grabbing you by your head. No, I'm taking him to Allah. Someone is grabbing you from the back of your shirt or the front of your shirt. This one person is saying, This person did wrong to me. This person did wrong to me. Shatamtani, you cursed at me that one day. That one day you cursed at me. You know, one day, subhanAllah, Sahaba, I think it was, I believe it was Abu Bakr as-Siddiq, radiallahu an. And he got in a little scuffle. Not scuffle, they didn't fight, but they got a little altercation with Umar. And he said something to him, and he's like, yo, say it back to me. It happened with Bilal and another Sahaba, Abu Darja. He said, he said, son of a black woman. He was angry, he was hot. Son of a black woman. He said, oh, I'm going to tell the prophet. <laughs> as he was going, serious, as he was going, he's like, no, no, I'm sorry. Can you just say it to me? He's like, nope. Nope. I need, I can't, nope. So, so stuff happens, but he, he just, he needed to clear it up. 
He laid on the ground. With Bilal, he laid on the ground. And he said, put your, put your foot on my head. It sounds crazy. But he's like, can you put your foot on my head? Just like to push me down and show me I'm nothing. Not, he's not like stomp me. Put your foot, just place it on my head so I realize my place and your place above me. SubhanAllah. So this person goes, you cursed at me. You made fun of me that day. All those little quick eye motions we make, yo. <laughs> SubhanAllah, man. Can you imagine every time you made a little eye gesture at your friend about somebody? And now on Yom Al-Qiyamah, how many of those, man? How many of those? One salah gone right there. One tahajjit gone right there. So this person says, you made fun of me. SubhanAllah. You were backbiting me. I saw it in the film. I saw it right there in front of me. You were backbiting me. I was your neighbor and you were, you were, you were a horrible neighbor to me. Yo, we did business together. You cheated me for just a few bucks. I remember that. You sold me something. But you didn't tell me the flaw that it had. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. You sold me something, but you didn't tell me the flaw that it had. You saw me. Now it switches. You saw me in need and you had wealth. But you ain't give me no food. Allah forgive us. You saw me being oppressed. You saw me being oppressed. And you had the ability to stop it, but you didn't. I'm not getting away from you on the day of judgment. You're standing there before the scales, one by one. Each person is coming, surrounding you, one by one. They're all surrounding you, right there. They're holding you so that you don't move. Everyone from your entire life, even someone that you sat next to for a short moment, they're all coming forward. Someone who you looked at with an eye of disdain. Who's that? But you lift up your head. You lift up your head and you look back at Allah because Allah just forgave you. Allah just gave you your book in your right hand moments ago. So you look back at Allah. Ya Allah, look all these people. Mm -mm. You look back at Allah. Ila sayyidika wa mawlaka. La'allahu yakhlusuka. Maybe he can save you from them. Idh qara'a. But then the announcement is made. Al-yawma tujza kullu nafsim bima kasabat. La dhulma al-yawm. Today everyone must be paid back. No oppression. You're looking back at Allah. Help me, Ya Allah. All these people. Allah says, that's the rule today. You got to pay back everyone. Ya Allah. Astaghfirullah. Your heart is full of fear now. You were just happy moments ago. You're like, I'm done. I'm done. You know you're done. You start to remember, man. All the verses. Don't think Allah doesn't know about what the oppressors do. How happy were you are you today when you 
when you backbite someone and make fun of them. How upset will you be on that day? How upset will you be on that day? When you stand on the, the carpet of justice, today it has to be made even Stephen. Now you're poor. Now you can't give back the rights. We are living today. Everyone listening to this halakha, you got life. You could pay back debts. You could call people. You could say, I'm sorry. You could say, I'm going to try to pay you back. But yo, if I die, please tell me you forgive me. You can set stuff straight. If they don't answer your call, Allah sees that you reached out. Allah sees that you reached out. Send a text. Maybe they leave it unread. They saw it. They saw it. Do what you can to make things straight on the day of judgment. Because Allah will forgive the stuff that you did to him. But he can't, by the law, can't forgive what you did to other people. And I want to say something to all of us, too, who, who have been wronged. I think if I asked, raise your hand if you've ever been wronged, everyone in this room, everyone in this room would raise their hand. Ahmed bin Humble, he was being whipped, whipped, flogged is the word. He's being flogged. And as he's being flogged, as he's being flogged, he's going through in and out of consciousness. They take him down and his students are talking to him. And they say, Sheikhna, what were you thinking when they were hitting you? And he said, every time they hit me, I forgave the one who hit me. They said, why? He said, because I don't want the Prophet to be upset with me that one of the people from the Ummah got held back because I have something in my heart against them. I did it for the Prophet's sake. Because I know he'll be happy with all his Ummah going to Jannah. Listen, you don't got to call people and tell them they for you forgive them. Because sometimes that gives them audacity to do more against you. But you, can, you have to forgive in your heart. You have to forgive in your heart. You got to call it. Yo, I forgive you. They're going to do it again. You know they're going to do it again. You don't have to tell them. But in your heart right now, you need to forgive everyone that did wrong against you. Please include me. For real. So that your heart is clean. And Allah will see that you forgave everyone. Learn to let go. You don't got to tell them. I already know how that is. But you should in your heart. So what is this? The narration continues. A little bit more. It's time for Salah. Look at the situation you're in now. Surrounded by all these people. You have no good deeds left. They're all gone. You got away from riyah. You did ikhlas. You got around shaitan's tricks. You know how hard it is to do good deeds, y'all? Right? It's hard, man. Fajr, tahajjud, ikhlas, don't show off. You got around all those things, but guess what? You did not know how to treat people. And one of the most important relationships where we harm people the most is the father-son, mother-daughter relationship. Guys, I know this room, this room is, most of us ain't parents. But realize on Yom Al-Qiyamah, it may be your own children standing right there. Ya Allah, they're the ones that push me away from religion. I loved the deen before he started to teach it to me. I loved religion before she did something to me. How many husbands wrong a woman and she runs away from the deen because of him? How is that dude going to stand up on Yom Al-Qiyamah? 
if he did wrong. And we don't judge. Allah will judge. We don't judge. We're not here to judge. I'm saying this to wake us up. We are at the scales of justice. We want to weigh our good deeds. We got our book in our right hand. We got drip on. We got crowns on. We shining right now. But everybody's like, I see. You know, you walk through dangerous neighborhoods, you don't put your drip on. You put stuff away, you tuck stuff in. Old school. I don't even wear no chains. It's old school. <laughs> you hide stuff when you go through. They, they see you. Oh, this guy's got a lot of good deeds. Let me think if he did anything. Let me think if he did anything. I just really want us to realize how important this moment is right now, right before we weigh the deeds. Subhanallah. Um, okay, we're going to wrap it up right now. I'll just end it. He goes, listen, listen. Now how do you fix it, okay, y'all? Think to yourself, okay? If you were to do, take yourself to account. Time with your fasting, with your qiyamul layl. You'll notice that not a day passes except you probably bite, backbite somebody. Not one day passes except you backbite somebody. And listening is just as bad. You sitting there just like, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Allah protect us. What about the rest of your sins? We're talking about good deeds leaving. In your negligence of good deeds. How? How will you be saved on that day? How will you be, oh, you, you miskeen person on that day when you see your deeds that were just full, empty now? Empty. For you call. You say, where are my good deeds? It's been moved over to someone's account. And now you see your account, your deeds filled with bad deeds. And you say, Ya Rabbi, where did these come from? I never did this sin. I never did zina. I never did this. I never did this. And they'll say, well, you backbited that person and they, you had no more good deeds. So that's where you got that sin from. These are the sins of the people you backbit. And you cursed that. And you just wanted to do evil to. Listen, I'm going to end. I'm sorry. We got to go for prayer. We always talk about why is there wrong in the world? Why is there wrong in the world? All the wrongs will be redressed at this moment right here. And so it's serious. Yes, it's serious. But there shall be no injustice once we walk forward from this moment on. Everything has to be cleared. Everything has to be set straight. And that's what we're reading right here. So what do we have to do, y'all? We just got to set things right with people. We got to watch our tongues. We got to avoid the gatherings of backbiting. Even if it's hidden under the cover of this is a beneficial discussion. No, avoid it. Get away from it. There was a, someone wrote a letter to a scholar one scholar to another scholar, he wrote a letter, because scholars always, never mind. But anyways, so he wrote a letter. This is back in the day. He goes, I heard you backbit me. I heard you were backbiting me. Jazakallah khair. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. The scholar wrote back, I don't love you that much. If I was to backbite anyone, I'd backbite my mother so she could have my deeds. I don't, I don't love you that much. I don't love, so, so you, you backbiting someone, you must love them a lot because you're giving that to hudge it up.
You're giving those beautiful fasting days of Ramadan to the person. So, I, again, I, I know it's heavy. Where are we at in this moment? We're going, we just did Hisab, and we're shifting over to the scales of judgment. We were happy. We were ready to put our book on the scales so that it could say heavy, and we can move on to Hawthi Kothar. Next week, we talk about Hawthi Kothar. Hawthi Kothar is the pool of Muhammad. This is where Muhammad said, the Sahaba said, yo, where are we going to find you? Where are we going to meet up? You know, you go to a theme park, right? You know, you go to like Six Flags, and you're like, yo, where are we going to meet up at, right? Where are we going to meet up? You're like, yo, at the big Ferris wheel, like, right? right? The Prophet, the Sahaba, like, where are we going to meet you at, yo, Al Qiyamah? The Prophet said, hold it, Kothar, I'll be there, yo. I'll save your spot. We're going to do that next week, inshallah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us of people that rectify our affairs with other people. May Allah make us of those who clear all our accounts in this world so that whatever good deeds we have, we can come on Yawm Al-Qiyamah and we save and keep all of those good deeds. May Allah make us of those people. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Nashhadu an la ilaha illa ant. Nastaghfir wa atubu ilayk. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun. Wassalamun ala al-mursaneen. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. We'll pray right away, right away inshallah.